maximize every opportunity so that you can become you legendary. Become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one percent better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. So we made it through 2019, and to prove it, we're going to take a little stroll down memory lane with a best of episode. I'm going to start things off with Doctor Who and Dr. Gringard talking about the things that people do that detrimentally affect their health. If you were looking at the collective community that you're experiencing, is there any one or two things that you're seeing that people are consistently doing that are having remarkably detrimental effects on the general populace health-wise? Stress has to be one. Oh, gosh, stress. It's like, I didn't even think about stress because everybody's... Okay, let me... I got one last question for you. Okay. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. When are you going to have uh, your hair back to normal? <laughs> never, <laughs> Grandma, never. <laughs> yeah, because your hair is light normally. My hair is this color. This is the color no, of my hair. It's more on the blondish side. <laughs> no, this is the color of my hair, Grandma. This is natural. Because you make it that color. I do not make it this color. <laughs> you think I put in these little gray streaks, too? And you look good in the lighter hair, well, I think. Though. I look good in this hair. You do look good in that hair, but I like the lighter hair. <laughs> oh, I don't have light hair anymore, <laughs> Grandma. My light hair was fake. Those are... But days it long nice. gone. It looked natural, though. It, looked it did look natural, but look how good it looks now. It's too long. Though. It is not too long, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, you is. can't have too long hair. You're going to have to roll it up. <laughs> I roll it up sometimes. Put a big knot in the back. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I do that. Okay. That's just assumed. I would say, for me, I see a lot of patients who are coming in to address uh, weight problems and because they're trying all these fad diets and in doing that, they're sort of almost, it's causing more detriment to their system because ketogenic diet is a perfect example. You know, people see that, okay, you reduce the amount of carbs and then I get to eat meat and dairy and all the good things. And what they're doing is that that allotment of carbs, whether it's 50 grams or 80 grams a day, they're choosing to eat their daily allotment with like a processed, I don't know, chocolate chip cookie instead of choosing the good vegetables that have moderate carbohydrates in them. And so now I'm dealing with patients who have messed up gut flora because they're not they're not eating the right vegetables and they're not eating any vegetables really. And so then they have no fiber and their hormones are all out of whack and their liver is, you know, congested. So, um, I think, I think that's a lot of the times I'm dealing with, with, with that cleaning up, really trying to get people empowered in nutrition and not just focus on these fad diets. You know, you put in Google, how can I lose weight fast? You know, the master cleanse, a ketogenic diet. And it's like, but really understand what those diets consist of and the food that you're putting in your body. Yeah. So. Yeah. Building blocks. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, a lot of my patients are on a lot of different medications for certain chronic illnesses. And they were put on it at the beginning because, you know, this thing is going to fix them. However, what they are not aware of, you know, there are certain medications that, you know, once you start taking it, you know, although it's going to mask your symptoms and cause more problems later on. Yeah. So now we have to, you know, help them fix those issues. 
and inform them, you know, about the side effects of medication, what nutrients you can deplete in your body. So a lot of people, you know, after years of taking the same medication, yeah, their initial problem is gone. But now they got five other problems yeah. that they have to deal with. Chasing the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing is a lot of people who have chronic conditions like autoimmune disease or chronic viral infection causing them a lot of fatigue, mm-hmm. um, they don't know that there are options out there. Just because, you know, the conventional medicine model doesn't provide a lot of treatment options, there are options. Yeah. So sometimes they come in, you know, for something else. And then I ask them, what other issues do you have? And they say, you know, I have this and that, but I know there's no treatment for that. So I've been suffering for years with no help. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure they're empowered, they're informed about these available treatment options yeah. so they can get better instead of suffering in silence. Yeah. I really love those two. Let's take it to one more doctor, Dr. Kelly from the Neurohacker Collective, talking about intermittent fasting and how it can affect your health. Well, I think... Like to me, cycling, what I would think of the term intermittent, right? Because intermittent fasting is a big thing in the biohacker space. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of magic that comes when we do things intermittently. Yeah. And I think part of that is because like, if we just think in terms of our senses, like our vision, hearing, those are designed to function based off change right. and more specifically proportional change. So like, the story that I would say, and this is called Hooks Weber's Law, if we were in a dark room. Like right now, I turned off all the lights and someone lit a candle. Whoa, we're going to notice that big time. But if I had 100 candles on this already, lit one more, not so much, right? right? So the one candle was essentially meaningless. It's the proportional change. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I believe our receptors work, our hormone systems work, everything. So the goal is always, in my mind, to create proportional change. And when we do things in a smart way intermittently, we're actually playing into that. So one of the things with intermittent fasting um, types of protocols they've found is the fasting does something and the refeeding does, and you need both. Yeah. The same, like when I was younger, I was a nitwit in the gym. I would, you know, lift six days a week, whether I was tired or not. I never had the intermittent rest recovery thing dialed in. So I spun my wheels for years and years, where now, you know, I'm much more attuned to like it's as important to get the days not in the gym as it is the ones in the gym, like both. Yes, that we have really shifted our focus around the studio to this necessity to recharge, right? We spend so much time worrying about how charged our battery is, a battery on our cell phone. Dr. Kelly always has such good insight and advice, and it was really a pleasure getting to speak with him. One more piece of advice that I got in 2019 came from a person very close to me, my grandmother. Do you have any good advice for me? I don't want just well, regular yeah, advice. Yeah, you just have to be straight and be honest. Well, I think that's pretty easy for me to yeah, do. I mean, we were honest about everything we did. There were no secrets in our families. There's no reason to have secrets. No, there isn't. And I think more honest you are the better you are the more honest you are the happier you are for sure and your your friends become and your friends are also happier yeah yeah that's true (laughs) but we had a good life you know know, having a good life we lived uh, in many places then we ended up in my sister's billy the hard part was because of the war okay we were rationed, you know, we could only have so much meat to give you tickets. Well, yeah, what was that experience like? That was that was tough because you had to manage 
how much meat you would have in a week or milk or bread, you know, and have to learn how to use those stamps. Yeah. If you run out tough taffy, you didn't get any more. You yeah. know, it's so much for everybody. I also got lucky enough this year to get to talk about some of my favorite topics. With Jen and David, we spoke about burning down the walls of false safety. Pressure fill, mm-hmm. right? So you, you're saying the experience for that year, that was really difficult. Um, getting into that and then coming out of that, there's so much freedom. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, all those things, like I thought that was going to be bad. That wasn't bad. That was fine. That was fine. <laughs> this is This is amazing. <laughs> and then you're just free to do anything. I've been describing it as um, we, the illusion of safety is our opportunity to, to build a wall of protection around ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we can build this wall and we can build this wall and we can build this wall and eventually we'll build ourselves a prison. And then we have two choices. We either set everything on fire and free everything mm-hmm. or we live in prison. <laughs> wow. Set it on fire. And Claire from Water hit me with some of the most memorable questions on the last question of the podcast. Last, last two questions for you. Number one, what's the closest thing to real magic that you've ever experienced? Like being alive, literally being alive. It's such a blessing. I, I, there's nothing. I love my daughter and I'm so grateful for what she taught me, but being alive is even more magic than that. Yeah, it's true. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every every single breath is just such a beautiful opportunity that we just should appreciate the heck out of. Wow. Ah, my last question for you. Do you have any questions for me? I do, but I was going to save that for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can repeat questions. <laughs> Even if the Venn diagram is 90% overlap, what about those 10? I'm going to ask enough. you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you my favorite three questions that I like to ask to to strangers. Okay. What is the best thing that happened to you this week? Am I am I just getting one and then going? I'm yeah. ready. Okay. The best thing that happened to me this week is I um I really had the opportunity to show up for some people who were in pain, and I I really. I really believe that there are, that it is more important to help people up than it is to catch them while they're falling. So what I mean by that is oftentimes when, when we're experiencing something that is uncomfortable, the easiest thing for us to feel is support and support happens underneath us. Most often when people are approaching someone who's in pain, the thing they're trying to do is support them. And I always try to keep in mind that every being on this planet has as much support as they ever need right below us. And gravity is constantly bringing us to that support. So when I connect with someone in need, I am always trying to see what I can do to help rocket them forward to help bring them this vision or idea or even this little glimpse of what might be possible from where they are. And when given that opportunity, you really have a you really have you really have the capacity to make impact. And 
that happened a few times this week and it's just there's nothing that there's nothing that makes me feel more at home than that i love it right what's one thing coming up for you in the next six months that you're really looking forward to (sighs) (laughs) i can shorten the window if you if that's way too much time no this is um this is a challenge. This is a challenge. I think I'll I'll say this. This is will be really. My parents are celebrating their fiftieth wedding anniversary um, this November, and we are having a, a really once in a lifetime gathering of their friends and their like life experiences. And people will be flying in from France and from Finland and from all over the United States and. To celebrate the like connection that they have and the connections that they've had over the course of, of their life experience and to see how many different lives have been impacted by, by them is just a, it's a really amazing and amazing and inspirational, um, window into potential. That's awesome. It's going to be so great. I'm really excited about um, that. Yeah. What a fun day. Or days. Or days. however long your celebration. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Days. For sure. And then my last question. I had a question, but I don't really like it. Um, for you. <laughs> I'll just do it, okay? Let's do it. If I could if I if, if I was a genie and but just let's say like I'm not a very powerful genie mm. and I could make one thing appear right next to you right now what would it be that seems like a really powerful genie maybe i'm just easily impressed ah one thing that could appear next to me right now would be sakuru that's easy (laughs) and what's that sakuru is uh he is an indian mystic and um he is the most brilliant energy that i have ever had the opportunity to witness um he is really transformative in the way i view the world his his teachings are really transformative in the way i view the world and his ideas have been life shifting for me so to get the opportunity to have him ah I like goosebumps just thinking about that opportunity of him in this room right now. <laughs> oh, that would be the greatest thing ever. Bring me that gene. Love that, of course. Does now does Sakuru have how would you find how would I find more information? Yeah, you can find more information about Sakuru uh at the Isha Foundation. So the Isha Foundation is his foundation, he's focused mostly on India and the United States. Uh, he has ashrams in Tennessee and in southern India. And uh, I really believe that he, I really believe that he has enough like potential energy within him to drastically shift our world for the positive. And man, man, there's just not many people like that. I love it so much. And finally, Joel Green from Primal Cold shared his wealth of information about chaga mushroom extraction. Yeah, I mean, chaga, yeah, so back to chaga. Yeah. That one, 
What's interesting is birch, the birch tree itself is, is known to be very medicinal. Super medicinal. Yeah. And, and so, so chaga is, it's essentially a parasite on the birch tree and it sucks all of the betulinic acid out of mm. that birch and then it transforms it. So it maintains, it keeps a lot of that betulinic acid, but then it makes a lot of these other compounds, some that are water soluble, some that are alcohol soluble, some that are low temperature extractable, some that are high temperature extractable. Yeah. So it makes this entire uh, the spectrum of chemicals yeah. and you've got to get at them at different ways to get them out. But, um, I like it in yes. some ways just because I'm lazy and I feel like if you're only gonna ingest one wild food for my money, it's chaga, chaga. just because it has so many different things in it and it's so dense. It's so dense with antioxidants and all sorts of goodies. It's such um, a, it's such yeah. a unique, I mean, it's just, it just has a, a, a texture and a feel that just, it seems alien. It just, it, it has a taste that is like, uh, really different and unique from other mushroom species. It blends well with everything. What are the, and I know, I know you've, you do some different extraction methods, right? I mean, um, is there a typical extraction that you really like? So if, well, this, so this gets back to the placebo effect, um, uh, first. So before, before we even talk about extraction method, you talk about sourcing it. And with any supplement, anything you're going to take, uh, back to the placebo and nocebo, you should be completely sold on it. You should read enough stuff about it so that you are excited and you know what it's going to do for you. You should brainwash yourself. You should completely drink the Kool-Aid on it so that you have maximum positivity related to this thing that you're going to be taking because then that is going to get you the absolute most benefit from it. Um, if you're taking it out of fear, you're hosed. Um, to totally makes sense. And and it just changes the way you experience the consumption, right? Like if you, if Absolutely. you're, you're going to have a different level of appreciation as you're consuming something, if you know how many amazing things it's doing for you. Totally. So yes, yeah, so what I do, if I'm doing tea, so I'll, yeah, there's a few different things you can do. Um, if I'm, if I'm drinking tea, oh yeah. So, so getting back to this placebo and brainwashing yourself, what I really like to do is I like to get, I like to source stuff from the coldest regions possible. Yes. So instead of getting chaga from, I mean, Minnesota can be pretty darn cold, so that's fine. It's very good stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. all just mental. But if you can get something from Alaska, yeah. then much colder, yep. much colder. So um, I like to get stuff that's harvested just by individuals and then uh, ground up yep. as well. Um, chunks, chunks are nice too. You can just throw those in some, in some hot water and that's a good way to go. But if I'm making tea, generally I'll do a cold extraction first. Okay. Um, and if you actually leave it, if you make a sun tea with it, it might even produce some vitamin D mm. when it's out in the sun because a lot of, um, edible mushrooms, for example, like shiitake, things like that. Yeah. Even if you take dried, uh, specimens of them, and leave them in the sun, they'll produce vitamin D. It's the nuttiest thing. There's apparently good research on this. So anyways, I'll just make a sun tea first and drink that um, and then keep the grounds and then do a low boil, pour that off and drink that, and then do a 
very high, longer boil. Mm. So you start with low temperature extraction and move up from there. Because if you just throw it in, uh, if you just take chaga and throw it in and do a rolling boil for a long time first, you're going to potentially lose a lot of sort of more delicate and volatile initial compounds that are easily just extracted out with cold water. And there's a different, and I, th- I think this is true, this could just be made up, but I really think it's true, it's taste the difference. It's the initial cold extraction is much more bitter, I would say. And then as you do a longer, uh, you can make a hot tea, it's a lot more mellow and earthy. That's it, we made it. Welcome to 2020. Looking forward to watching you grow. Talk to you in two weeks.